0: the wrestling nerds radio network presents take a seat and buckle up folks because chad allen shelly allen zach romero and luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling pop culture and pp humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for you're here for reviews interviews nonsense and more nonsense
1: it's the indie cast
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast in 2020. I am Zach Romero. Joining me here at IndieCast HQ is both Chad and Shelly Allen. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody. Hi.
1: I am Chad. She is Shelly. St-
0: you sound very night-cooled up with that hey, everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm... No. <laughs> no, surprisingly, we feel, we feel very good now. If you caught us, like, at the beginning of, you know the weekend, it would have been a whole nother story. That would That's have been, uh, that was, that was a lot of the, that was a lot of not fun drugs to, uh, to get us through the the plague that was in our house for a little while. I was going to say the, yeah.
0: the IndyCast HQ had to be quarantined for a little bit there, but everyone's bounced yeah. back here. Pretty much. And so, so no guest this week. I mean, how could we follow up the two-parter with Simon Grimm? So, you know, know right? give everybody a break.
1: Yeah. So, and and uh, hopefully, if everything goes well, the next guest we have will could follow it up. So good, it's, good, it's good, be a good. Fun 2020. So
0: excellent, excellent. So, seeing as we're getting down to brass tacks here, and it's an after dark episode, I feel like it would only make sense for me to ask my complete derailment question right off the bat here. So, for the Allenses, are you? Um, Pro or anti Valentine's Day people? I mean, you've got small children, so I feel like you're kind of forced into it. But are you romantics and all that, or are you kind of like bitter anti Valentine's Day?
1: So for me, at least, yeah, um, I am. Okay. I am. Uh, I am okay with the holiday itself. I have no issue. I'll probably get a little something, and definitely get a card for for Shelley. Um, but we are, uh, I, at least for me, we don't need the holiday to be romantic. We were yeah. for the amount of time Shelly and I have been together. You would think we probably get, would have gotten bored with each other by now, but thankfully we haven't. Um, and we're both pretty good about trying to do little stuff all the time. Um, so it doesn't necessarily need to be nailed down just to that one day for something. Now, well, like I said, we'll do something. Uh, especially because it's a ton of Friday this year. So we'll probably actually definitely do something. Um, But it's not one. I I don't hate it, but I'm not necessarily like I'm not gaga over Valentine's either. Uh,
2: Mm -hmm. Valentine's can pretty much suck it for me. All
0: right. There you go. That's what I'm talking about.
2: I don't really care about this holiday. I have for the most part as a young lady in life, valentine's is like things are going to be directed at you you know what i mean sure. like i get it like but like i'm diabetic i don't want candy don't give me flowers like a plant is nice but i don't want flowers and like i hate chick flicks like i hate them like rom-coms are like oh god mm-hmm. sleepy time so we generally go to an action movie mm-hmm. on valentine's Excellent. so that has, so Poor Chad has literally had to see Crank and Crank 2 in the theaters on Valentine's Day. Like Poor
0: Chad, nothing. That sounds like a dream date for me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Crank. Crank is a god-awful movie. Too. Yeah, how how dare know. you? How dare you?
2: He was not in it, and I'm so excited. It was unnatural how I'm like, yes! Yes, fall out of a plane and then get up. That is exactly that, what I'm talking about.
0: Yes, that movie is like, a work of art, and how dare you say otherwise? Exactly.
1: That, that movie is about the same type of work of art as <laughs> as dogs playing poker. Let's not get. Come on.
2: Oh, you're such a curmudgeon.
0: <laughs> it's, With the the it's... thing, he's putting the 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 jump starter on his tongue, and. <laughs> And then in the second one, he's got to bang Amy Smart in front of a bus full of Japanese schoolgirls. Like, that is God. fucking high art. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and much better than, like, 10 Ways to Lose a Guy or something. That's true. Well,
0: that's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> 10 so. Ways to Lose a Guy, 10 Things I Hate About You, all that. All those those movies. Anyways, you know Station
0: can't die. That's the fucking movie to watch. Exactly. Well, that was excellent. I'm glad we got the, uh, the one-two there. And, uh, oh, wait.
2: Hold on, Mr. Oh, oh. Also Married. Uh, how do you feel about this holiday?
0: Oh, great question. Uh, pretty indifferent. Um, I mean, we might swoop in to, like, the Walgreens or CVS the day after and get, like, half-off candy. But, like, <laughs> we're usually doing goofy shit for each other anyway, so, you know being yeah. pressured to do it one day is like yeah whatever so yeah fair, fairly indifferent I would say although Luna has been pitching the idea for instead of St. Valentine's to have it be St. Richard and have it be just a big bag of dicks day so who knows <laughs> that might get changed up this year
1: nice. well apparently there there are many places where you can buy the the big bag of dicks to uh... yeah. and
0: speaking of big bags of dicks <laughs> Let's talk about our subject for tonight's episode. A wonderful segue. Thank you.
1: So, uh, yeah, this—I I think this episode is probably tentatively titled as "Perverts and Assholes," um, right. because that's kind of what we're dealing with today, and it seems to be quite the quite the topic. Going at the end of 19, uh, 1999 Wait, what year <laughs> am I trying to make this? Oh. Twenty nineteen, uh, moving into new, moving into twenty twenty. Um, and we'll start with perverts. Cause I, I, tend to like pervert perverts usually better. Um, not in this instance, but, um, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, the
0: hottest of takes, none of them did anything wrong. Like, okay, that's not, uh, <laughs> um,
1: but there, there seems to be a, a rash lately of wrestlers, uh, getting caught trying to do things with children. Um, or teenagers at the at the, at the the best, we can say, um, lately. Uh, I know that, and I don't mind calling out names on this one here. I know uh, uh, independent manager Jason Saint uh, has been apparently caught recently for shit like this. Uh, Chikara talents, uh, including Juan Francisco de Coronado, has apparently been caught for shit like this.
0: Uh, so has uh, Rory um, Gulak. That was the other one from Chikara.
1: Rory Gulak has been caught for shit like this. Um, uh, Obviously, way back in the day, we can even go back as far back as uh, former former guest of the IndyCast in an episode you'll never hear again. Rude Boy Riley got caught for shit like this. Um, uh, Sacramento, what the hell's going on? Why are so many people being caught for this, and, and why does wrestling continue to allow douchebags like this into the sport? Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, it's not, to be fair, uh,
0: it's not like there's a, um, you know, there's not like a a official background check or anything like that that has to be passed in order to just be involved in wrestling. So the, how does this keep happening, I think is more of a, wrestling is kind of seen as a carny kind of business, so you can kind of slip in, slip out sort of thing, so I think that's probably why. There is that in general, and there—I there. And there I don't want to say always has been, but there's certainly been these types of characters in the past. Um, in terms of why are they all coming out now, I think it's sort of a domino effect that, you know, once, you know, uh, Ark Williams, uh, who used to wrestle for a punk pro and, we, you know, is now a fantastic musical talent, called Jason Sane out first and really put it out there— and then we saw other victims come out and then next thing you know there are other people who feel empowered that now they can kind of voice their concerns about other talents and you know it's all sort of a building process in terms of you know one person is brave enough to stand up and that gives other people who have also felt those effects the sort of a little bit of a nudge in terms of hey you know what you're not the only one and you know it's time to kind of call them out um if I, you know, obviously, like, I, I think we can all agree here. That's sort of the, the interesting dynamic of this episode is, like, there's. it's not like there's going to be a debate here. It's not like we're going to be like, well, I don't know. No. We're all basically well, holding hands across America guy. and saying, hey, fuck these guys. Um,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> but if I can be uh, somewhat selfish for a moment— So, obviously, the the things that these particular gentlemen have been accused of are, you know, varying shades of despicable. Um, And, you know, like Chad mentioned with Jason Saint, you know, the fact that he seems to be habitual in his uh, kind of grooming of younger uh, females and whatnot. Um, So just automatically, that is just no go. That is no good. And he's a sleaze and needs to be chased out of here and and seemingly has. But if I can be 100% selfish for a moment, extra fuck him. Because Ark Williams was an incredibly talented wrestler. And she was really capable of some amazing things. And she had a super bright future. And he basically chased her off with fucking grabby hands Magoo. And pro wrestling in general is worse off because of that. Because... Arc was genuinely talented, and don't get me wrong, she's a fantastic musician. But wrestling, in general, has lost someone genuinely talented because this scuzzball decides that he's going to be, you know, Mr. Grabby Fingers, and and uh, you know, and be just out of line and disgusting. So. That's just my one little, you know, selfish tidbit is like in above all else, fuck you for derailing what could have been a fantastic wrestling career. Um, And I don't blame her for leaving. Why would you stick around when there's somebody like that? Who's basically out in the open, just being Captain Creep so much. Right.
2: I, on two fronts, I have uh, like such an issue with this. I think Um, one, because I have a great need for, women's wrestling to grow Mm -hmm. and for independent Mm -hmm. women's wrestling to come out of the like the woodwork and really get recognized bigger right but until we get rid of creeps those women are always kind of held to having to deal with them and how well you deal with that is how successful you can be and that's super unfair like this unnatural extra pressure that the women wrestlers have to deal with which is a little like i wish we could just give them a more level playing field and, no 100
0: correct and, and, and not to not to point fingers and i know you've got another point i apologize for jumping in um not to point fingers but i think that pressure comes from all fronts for the female athletes i think it's not just promoters and fellow wrestlers, but I, again, I'm not trying to point fingers, but there are some fans out there that, you know, put that pressure on them, that it's not enough to just be a great wrestler. It's also, uh, yeah, but like, could your boo-boos hang out a little more though? Could you do that? Like that, that's completely unfair.
2: And it's so, it's so, um, systematically ingrained in the sport
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That it, I feel like it's taking so long to overcome it. So like, you know, within our wrestling, you know, memory banks, we have women who only worked the sport because they were going to also be in Playboy. You know what I mean? Right. We still have bra and panty matches that are not that far in the rear view. So I think it's it behooves us to make sure that we put these guys on blast. So that so that more female wrestlers can come out and feel like they're not going to have to fight this every step of the way. And I also worry, my second note, is about being a female wrestling fan. I have little mm-hmm. girls. I have little girls who are very easily impressionable.
1: So I feel like... One who is a wrestling fan, One who's a very big
2: wrestling fan. She'll happily
1: go with me to shows all the time and has favorites and things like that. So.
2: And now I have to have an extra level of concern that maybe the sport that doesn't have an ability to weed out weirdos... Right. ...will have them around. And that my daughter at independent shows could be... I might be putting her in the way of someone who has this issue in their life. So it's very nerve-wracking to feel like, dang, I can't even trust that we could go to an uh an indie show and she not maybe be the an someone's attention.
0: Right. Right.
2: <laughs> like, like someone might look at her in a in a weird way and I'm going to have to like seriously cut a wrestler. Like right. that could happen. So
1: I don't yeah, know. To clean it. I have a weird side question I want to ask, but Chad, what about you? Well, here here's my silver lining to your kind of dark cloud on that one. Not that you're necessarily aiming for the dark cloud of it, but here's a couple things that I do want to say kind of in counterpoint to that one. Um, you're absolutely right. The bra panty matches and things like that are still very much in the rear view, but they have definitely gone to the rear view. Um, True. I don't, I don't think there's I think we're at the I think we're at the point I'm going to stress think we're at the point where I don't think we could go back, go back to that. I mean, I guess there's always a possibility, but I think especially once WWE went from bra and panty matches to no, no, these are athletes. These are superstars right along with the rest of our wrestlers and push people like Sasha like Rousey, like Becky, um, as main right. event talent, um, I don't think we can unring the unring that bell now. Um, okay. So I think the more that, the, especially the larger companies, and, and then the independent scene follow suit, shows respect for the women's wrestling that that we've been seeing in um, WWE and in mm-hmm. W and. Uh, not Ring of Honor. So, um, but you know, the, these other larger companies are starting to definitely take a look uh, at like t- like um, Impact, mm-hmm. um, who have taken a look at women's wrestling, go no, 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 we're gonna hire these people as wrestlers, not just as some TNA sideshow. Right. Um, the better it becomes for the sport, and then it becomes better for easier for I think those women because they're not just being pushed as. Sex objects anymore, to then be able to speak up about assholes like this, and be able to go, "Hey, this douchebag did this," just like Ark did, like he's met, like Zach was mentioning. You know that that's the type of things where now because the women are becoming more empowered based off of what their places in the in the company and in wrestling as a whole gives them more empowerment to then call out some of these slime balls that are out there. And and I'm hoping that continues to be not only something that helps the women speak out more, but also, like you said, for, you know, someone like our daughter, the more the, the women's wrestlers are empowered and, and showing to be athletes and the like the more it gives like, you know, shine something to look up to. Um, and, and she definitely has her, you know, she definitely has her favorites. Um, both on the male side, but also on the female side. She's a a huge Catalina Perez fan. And I hope that, you know, seeing, you know, what Catalina has done, not only since she started, but where she has taken herself now to wrestling wise and character wise and things like that gives her something to look up to and, and take my advice of, of the people that are out there that she's seen. I'm glad that for the most part, Catalina is one of the people that she's definitely kind of, um, mm-hmm. You know, um, found an interest in because she's young, she's starting up, and but is showing a, a character for the most part that is, you know, empowering. Um, sure. er, so I think that's True. I think that's a good thing. So so thank you, Catalina. By the way, um, so
0: so I have something that I don't have a nice answer for. Okay. So we're talking about. empowering females in professional wrestling and, uh, you know, getting rid of creeps in order to really give them the ability to, you know, wrestle how they want and present themselves how they want, et cetera, et cetera. Now, as I kind of stated earlier, I don't feel like that the problem is just with promoters and just with other talents. I do feel like there's an element of blame to be laid at the feet of certain fans. And so, one thing that I'm finding tricky, and I can only imagine it's a thousand times worse for the for the talents themselves, is if you do decide that you want to use uh, some sort of sensuality or something like that in order to sell merchandise or, you know, basically, you know, there was um, God, I can't think of the. I don't want to get it. Maybe it was Danny Cage. I don't remember. There was somebody who online was like, oh, well, these women who are claiming that, you know, they are attacked or creeps are a problem are also, you know, giving a, selling their premium Snapchats or, you know, buy my customs. And I don't think that that's the answer either. And I think that that's a very shitty take to be like, oh, it has to be all or nothing. You know, right. it, 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 that it has to be entirely sexless, or it can it, it can be creeped from a muck. And I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know where, you know...
2: I feel like this is a... This has to be a societal change. This has to be a agreed. change amongst how we consume things. It's okay for any woman to use any part of her, her being to promote herself. And that men
0: right.
2: have to just adjust to that like, unfortunately, I feel like for a very long time we've had a double-edged sword about how we treat women in general. Like, Mm -hmm. we want you to – everyone wants to see hot and sexy, but no one wants to say that's how we sell things. Right. So those women have just as much right to be however they want in their 8 by 10s and sell them and still not have to deal with people demeaning their person. Right. So – True. we all know how to be a wrestling, a a good wrestling fan. You know what I mean? Like the problem is that people don't understand when they're being a bad wrestling fan. And so your fandom can't overcome someone's feeling secure and safe. So my want to, to consume things of yours, because I like you so much, cannot over, cannot overwhelm your, sense of morality true and and to me that's a core like that's just an issue with our society like we have to just be better people and i think our sport attracts people who have not become progressive forward thinkers because the sport is seen as so masculine true so that it allows them to keep catering to those thoughts because there's this uh, like preconceived notion of how they should treat women because of past ways that we've treated women in the sport,
0: right? So, if, that, if that, we that don't there's kind to... of a rebuilding process that needs to happen,
2: exactly. Right. So, like, we have to change as, as we all saw WWE go through when they decided to change from divas to women's athletes we mm-hmm. saw that there was one it felt sudden and it felt not sudden so like oh they're changing the name of how they talk, talk about their talent no, no no we're changing the idea of how we think about our talent right and that right. took longer
1: yeah that wasn't that wasn't an easy overnight change, change. Right. exactly and the the saddest part is is you're absolutely right it needs to be a, a, a mental change and and i you know For to use an example of somebody like um, Paige, who was who is a you know, and her time in her in ring career was lauded as one of the you know, best female talents that that they had signed. She was really good, she became very popular, things like that. Uh, But the moment that like her personal pictures and videos. Right. Became public knowledge due to no fault of her own, it's immediately like the the look on her turns. And now and now they have to almost rebuild and now she's not wrestling, so now they have to rebuild almost rebuild her back up again. And that has nothing to do with her. Yeah. And should have everything to do with the people that consumed that that that
0: stuff. True. Yeah, no, I get your point that you're like, that everybody turned a judgy eye of like, oh, I can't believe she would do this. Where right. it's like, yeah, motherfucker, you were the one who downloaded it. You were the right. one who looked at it. You're right. an asshole, not her.
1: Right. You're the one that's yelling like vile stuff in, in the crowd now. Right. Um, and, and, that's, and that's the type of thing and, and this is where um, if you're a good wrestling nerd at a wrestling show... Listen, if if a pretty female wrestler comes out and you mentioned to somebody that that, you know, oh, she's very pretty, that's fine. If you're going to then start being a sleaze ball about it, not only should the people around you stop you, but other fans should call you out on it too. And if you are a good wrestling nerd out there and you hear somebody who's being a fucking pig, over things that they're saying about the 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 female tail, or quite sleeve even the male, any of the tail. yeah, it doesn't then,
2: have to be. Then you should, then remember. you should call
1: them out for being an asshole, and and at the very least you should uh, let the let somebody in the staff know, um, hey, this guy's being a, a sleazeball, so they can get rid of them because any company worth their worth their salt is going to give that person maybe a warning and then kick their asses out if they're if they're just going to be disrespectful to to the talent uh male or female and and i hope places do that and now the good thing is a lot of the you know and like i said i've been seeing every time a new person gets kind of outed for this shit all the wrestlers and the talent immediately start sharing it around so that they can make sure those people are blacklisted from ever working again and god i hope i god i hope that keeps up let's keep
0: well, I was just about to say, so to kind of come back around on this, so where do you feel like this should continue on in terms of getting rid of creeps in 2020? Are we still in a position of like, see something, say something on social media? Or, because, you know, of course, there's, there's contrarians who are claiming, you know, this is a pro wrestling version of Me Too, and, you know, where's, why is it guilty till proven innocent, and da 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 da. And so. You know, there is always pushback on that, but where where do you see this all going in terms of callouts in twenty twenty?
1: Um, uh, well, and so far, every person that, that's been called out on this, um, there's been proof to back up the reason why they've been called out. So, in, in that instance, if there's you know, if you're calling out somebody and you have and you have no proof, well, then the burden's on you. Prove it. Right, proof that, you know, and, and you know, I'm I'm not against the idea of in it, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But the second there's proof out there, you're you should be done. There should be right. no question. There's no well, th- in professional wrestling. You should be out the door if there is proof that you are a sleazebag.
2: I, I would behoove us to say that I would like people on the inside to call them like if you see something say something right mm-hmm. so that this can be dealt with in the way that's best it's best handled right hey also the stuff that these guys are doing is against the law so, oh, like, true. it's right. not just, hey, I'm being kind of a creep. It's, hey, I'm trying to actively date uh, minors. Right. Th- that's not okay. Yeah, true. But, that, you're, that's, that's an so... excellent point.
0: We're, we're kind of <laughs> treating this like we're prudes. But in reality, right. it's like, no, that's actively against the law.
2: Yeah. Like, right. at some point, just say something to a police officer, maybe.
0: Right, <laughs> right.
2: I need, I need, but, like...
1: When there's smoke, there's we, fire. We need we need mugshots. We need right. more mugshots. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, there's,
2: but there's some creep out there who worked with that guy who knew he was going after teenage girls, right? Someone knows that behavior is happening. Right. Say something. Don't let don't work with a creep. Don't hire a creep. Right. Let's all try. We know those guys exist and some of us know who they are, right? Like we you heard some rooms, you've heard some some talk. Hey, don't put them on then. If there's a question that that guy hits on teenage girls, don't don't it's like you don't allow that person to also go to a school. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. hey, don't put them on in a place where they'll get attention and possibly draw in young women. Like let's not do that. So,
0: yeah, I think the 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 bottom line is for that is as from like a promotion standpoint, the juice is never gonna be worth the squeeze. Right. In terms of running the risk that if you do know ooh, they're doing some shady shit at shows and you go and you turn a blind eye because you think, well, I mean, it's really going to sell some tickies. That's not that's not OK. Right.
2: Yeah. Let's just not shoot for that kind of like human being. Like, right. Don't be that human being as a promoter. Don't. I know we have a, a reputation to be sleazy, but don't <laughs> like right. you don't have to be like you can run a wonderfully clean situation with your wrestlers and be fine. Put it put up good talent. Don't put up guys we know are not being good human beings. That doesn't help right. our sport. So it only makes us look bad to people who aren't wrestling fans that these are the kind of people we employ. And no. so like that I want to help curtail.
0: Something that I find kind of interesting is the fact that, and again, I'm not trying, by no means am I trying to like pat us all on the back of like, yeah, we did it, everybody, because, like you (laughs) said, there's been plenty of people who have known about this kind of shit and just let it slide, so by no means do I think that we nailed it, everybody go on home, but I will say that... You know, there is somewhat, I would say, some progress being made. Because if you look at somebody, and again, I'm not trying to like, oh, but what about this? But like look at Mae Young. Or not Mae Young, I'm sorry. Look at Fabulous Moolah. Fabulous Moolah had this whole career and this whole legacy and and you know, wow, what a visionary for wrestling and blah, 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 blah. And it comes out way after the fact. Oh, hey, by the way, she was kind of a big piece of shit, and she was like helping to abuse young wrestlers and held people down. It was just like a big old asshole and was a predator in her own way. Mm. And that didn't come out until way after the fact, like she's long dead. And now suddenly it's, Oh, Hey, by the way, she was kind of a big piece of shit. That's not good enough. So I, as a little teeny tiny bit of progress, the fact that we're able to call out, Characters of that nature, while they're still in a position of power to get them out of there and prevent them from hurting more people, is like a small victory, I suppose, but it's obviously not nearly enough yet. All right.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, well, we've taken a few steps
1: forward,
0: but not nearly enough.
2: But right. not nearly enough.
1: But I, and again, I'm kind of on the silver lining deck uh, to kind of hopefully want we some. To... We're at least making steps forward now, and i i I think there's something to be said for that at least, like more and more of these assholes are getting called out and knock and taken out of the business completely good um you know we're we're on the we're on the right track, but it's definitely not done yet. we still still have a lot to do so so yeah definitely yeah. see something say something so um another so. Another thing we, uh, we possibly need to try to get out of this business, and I don't know if this will be possible, are assholes. Um, and uh, interesting that we go uh, into the asshole section, and we're kind of still talking about female talent in this instance. Um, current Impact world champion, um, Tessa Blanchard, uh, just before going up said title, had put up a tweet uh, about how we should all, you know, get along. It was a very kumbaya type of, uh, type of tweet. It was, it uh, was very, that, uh,
0: it was very, you know, women should support women kind of a right.
1: thing. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and that apparently horribly backfired on her because. if I yeah. may,
0: it was the most curb your enthusiasm moment I think we've had in wrestling in a long, long time. She, you know, she tweets this like women should always support women wrestlers and we don't have room in this business for detractors. And if you're not helping, you know, your fellow woman, then you're holding wrestling back. That should be an easy slam dunk. That is not like a controversial take. Everybody can join hands and agree like, yeah, no, everyone should support everyone. Absolutely. But uh oh, SpaghettiOs. Everybody came in, a bunch of female talents came in with receipts going, oh, really? Female talent should support female talent. How about the time that you held me down at blah, blah, blah company and told them that they shouldn't book me because I'm a bitch? Or how how about when you name called this woman behind the stage? Or you refused to work with this woman? Or you're an asshole because of this? Like It literally became like a roast of Tessa. Do uh, accomplishing the complete opposite with, of what I'm sure, the you know intent of the original tweet was right. And I guess the lesson is, don't try to be high and mighty if you've been an asshole in the past. I don't well, know.
2: It's it's clearly a don't don't throw anything out there when you live in a glass house. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah, kinda. Right? Clearly didn't remember maybe. Right. Uh, that she had been a dick. (laughs) So, like, uh, and then she got called on it on the internet, which is what happens, because we all have this great power now to recall everything that ever happened and put it right out on the, you know, comments section. So it's impressive how quickly the tide turned. Like, I thought, oh, maybe this is like a throwaway comment. Right,
0: because it again, it's like, not like it was like a particularly hot take in terms of right. like, hey, fellow members of my gender, we should all work <laughs> together to make a brighter future. Like, yes, go on, yeah.
2: It was but, almost a like a tiny Buddha meme. Like, it was so, yeah, a little
0: bit. But right. that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. The, yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Everybody should work together. You know, boys support boys, girls support girls. Yeah, sure. Fine. No problem there. But oopsie daisy, make sure you weren't an asshole on the way up. Now, yeah. let me let me be a little bit spicy on this. So we just got done having, you know, this big discussion about, you know, throwing creeps out and 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 Victims finding the power to speak up and see something, say something, etc., etc. Now, in this case, for I would say at least some of the receipts and accusations, they were varying degrees of shitty behavior. Um, but obviously not quite on the. And again, it's not. We're not doing like a the comparison piece of like, well, is this as bad as this? But. It wasn't like she was murdering people or anything right. like that. It was just varying degrees of it's like. She laws. That's right. It was varying degrees of like, yeah, you're a real asshole. So, <laughs> my question is was this more along the lines of like kind of the cancel culture sort of thing? And again, I'm not trying to demean it or like belittle it in any way. Like, absolutely call that shit out. Like, 100%. But it it came across a little dog piley, only because of ultimately where it started from. Like, like if Jason Saint or, you know, fucking Chase and Rance or something like that is like, hey, guys, I think preschool was the best years of my life. And everyone's like, hey, fuck you, buddy. And then we go from there. <laughs> that's one thing. But this was just like, hey, I want to be queen of wrestling and shout out to all the other queens out there. And then it kind of spun into, oh, really? Because fuck you, by the way. So what's everyone's kind of takeaway from this? Is this uh, on the? Is this something that says see something, say something? Or is this more of like a cancel culture in terms of like everyone's just kind of been biding their time. And once the, go- the green light hit, it was like, oh, we're shitting on this person? Guess what? Four years ago in yeah. Des Moines, she didn't open the door for me. Fuck her.
1: I don't know. I guess... Could, th- could this be like the taco commercial both? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's true. Because, um, I mean, at least for me, uh, the opportunity was there. And for a lot of these people, it was like, well, she she's left open this, this door. Why not finish kicking it in? Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely one thing. But it, I just feel like if more people had really called her out on her shit earlier than this, and not let her get away with as much of it that would have it had escalated to to this point. I feel like th- I don't. Also- I don't feel like this is a one. You know, if it was just a one time scenario that hey, you know, Tessa Blanchard was a bitch once, and it was like you know she that I can write off to like oh maybe she was having a bad day. Right. But if like there's repeated, you know, bitchiness. Well, then there's a more systematic Whoa. problem there, I think. So. I
2: think I think this. There's also a problem here because women on the top tend to be called a bitch to get there.
0: True,
2: so That's I feel true. Like,
0: it's, it's not an accident lot, kind of thing.
2: There might be a whole lot of salt and hate in the game. You know what I mean? Okay. Like right. Tessa's made it. She's on. She's the champ right now. But remember when she didn't open the door for me? Yeah. No. Maybe she was just also in charge and walked through the door. Like, sometimes, as someone who's been a female manager, sometimes when you're in charge of people or you're on top of folks, they got a lot of hate. And little things that weren't really a, a, an issue at the time now can become an issue because you get to throw a dart at this young lady. Okay. So I think it was a definite dog pile kind of situation. Like, I might not have kicked her if she hadn't already been down, But since someone else already did some beating up, I got my licks in. So I feel like there's just maybe a bunch of other female wrestlers who are like, oh, she's a B. Well, yeah, lots of people at the top of the company might be Bs. Do you know what I mean? So like, I don't know. There's probably a lot of that in locker rooms. So I didn't love the person who was number one volleyball player on my team either. I could have said some ish. To knock her down a bit because because we don't have a culture of bigging each other up. That's why we shout out to each other to do so because it's not a norm. So I feel like she got hammered by other chicks be- because of normal chick dislike behavior. Okay. Like this happens with dudes too. It's not like specifically right. just chicks, but like generally people on top get kicked because they're on top. And it's easy to hate on. So I think Tessa might have caught some some latent heat. Okay. From just that from that aspect.
1: So let me so let me ask two things about that based off of what you've said here. So the main talent that started this whole thing about kind of shooting back at her was Allison K. Okay. uh, Who's multi-time current NWA World Champ, uh, former Shine World Champ. Has been in the uh, it was in Impact for a while, I think it held the title there. Yeah. So I, I think we're looking at equal footing. Does that right. make does that make a difference in this argument? I mean, uh, yes. And I no. would say
0: equal footing, and she had some more serious kind of accusations to make.
1: That's that one, also and true. I'm, yeah. I'm going to follow that up with with that accusation because I don't know if Shelly heard the ac- one of the accusations that was made. So.
2: From Allison Kay? No, I can't say that I did. Allison I, say, Kay, I want to say
1: I uh, got in an Allison Kay, um, brought up the fact that um, uh, apparently in Japan, uh, Tessa and what later came out to be La Rosa Negra um, got into a bit of a tête-à-tête backstage and uh, allegedly, <laughs> so we don't get ourselves in trouble here, and I have to call in Super Lawyer Johnny De La Zerta to cover her butt. Again. again. <laughs> so, um, allegedly uh, slapped La Rosa Negra and decided to use an N-word that wasn't Negra to describe her. Um, so that's, um, that's the one of the big accusations that, that have been a lot of people. And uh, many other wrestlers have come out who were supposedly on that and corroborated that story. So Look, look
2: man. I, look, I've been in a fight or two. I can't say, like, that that itch had her coming, maybe. I don't know. We don't know how they got to this fight or what could have occurred. Yeah, you're right. When less tan people use the N-word, it's a bad deal. It's a bad day. I can't say that's good judgment on her part. It's not. Uh, It's not good judgment on any of their parts to use the N-word. Not a good judgment call. However, man, there's been some times I've, you know, punched a bitch who might have gotten called some names first. I don't know. It's it's really tough to say after the fact, out, outside of the situation, yeah, man, she might have been cruddy that day. She could have been a terrible human being that day. I don't know. I can't say that all of her, you know what I mean? Like, the amount of piling on that came to me just seemed like, oh, okay, everyone's trying to get their stuff in now. Right. So, to me, I was like, maybe she's getting pouted on. But you're right. She could have been awful in that situation. She could have just been a a terrible human being. They're not all saints. We're not, you know what I mean? Right. Right. we, We are talking about people who essentially still fight one another for entertainment. Right. So, hey, I have the same opinion, maybe, that I have with boxers or UFC fighters. We're asking people who beat other people up to always to, be good
0: so, yeah. to also <laughs> be saintly
2: <laughs> like we you might not get that you know what i mean like essentially what kind of personalities do you think are attracted to these two particular right. sports maybe we're asking maybe it's like understand like you can call out judgment you can say someone's doing something wrong but still also understand hey we also have from some very odd personality types mixing in this situation. Right. So I guess I guess that's how I look at it. It's like, yeah, she could have been awful in that situation. And Allison K could have all the right to call her out. I'm just saying, when did that call out happen? Now? Did it not happen then? Why didn't we hear about it when it occurred? Right. You know what I mean? Like, are you telling me that there's not Japanese coverage of wrestling? That's a lie, right? We right. all know that they're gonna call like then call then call her out when it happened. Right. Now it feels like piling on later.
1: And so, and I think that kind of falls back into the, see something, say something. And also, if like I said earlier, if I think if more people had called out Tessa at the time, and not let her get away with some ish, which she might have gotten away with mostly because of her last name, right? Um, then she we wouldn't be dealing with what we're dealing with now. Look, um, your
2: name can only take you so far. We've seen other wrestlers right. who, who mess up enough with a solid last name right. and still get asked out. So, like, hey, if you had saw Tessa doing some shady stuff back in the day, if you had said something then, look, look, your promoters are still human. you got to go to them and be like, hey, this is happening. Right. They don't know what's always happening with talent. Right. So, like, it, it behooves you to make your sport better. If you see bad people don't work with them don't ask about them like let people know (laughs) that's all i'm saying it's difficult way after the fact to be like and she was an awful person you're right right, right. she probably was i don't know like does it matter now now it just sounds like sour grapes right so uh
0: okay fair enough (laughs) well speaking of sour grapes do we want to uh close in on our our last topic here
1: Oh. Uh yeah, what, so where what, are we going with uh with with uh, our good friend and uh, fifth co-host, Mr. Starr?
0: Well, here's the dilemma, kids. <laughs> this is a this is a situation that I do not think that we can be entirely biased with, true uh, or unbiased rather. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, because a David Starr is a close friend of the show. We've had him on several times. He is a fifth member of this podcast. And if I'm being fully transparent here, I myself have worked with WWN for several years now. So I'm not a company man, but there is, I, full, full disclosure, yeah, there's I've definitely kind of floated around and, and certainly heard things and, and things on those lines. So I don't really know how we're going to play this one out because I don't really think we could be totally unbiased on this. But Here's. if we want to... Kind of report, and okay. so basically, Gabe Sapolsky, David Starr get to, get into a huge pissing contest on Twitter, right? Where oh. David makes accusations that evolve, which Gabe books doesn't pay its talent, and that he's an asshole for for letting that happen and and, and doing that. Finally, Gabe fires back with a long diatribe of tweets, throwing that like uh, trying to dispel that that. Accusation that they pay a vast majority of the roster and there's only unpaid spots for, like, young talents who really want it. Um, and then goes on to kind of make some more personal attacks towards David and then ultimately deletes them and then locks down his Twitter. So in my opinion, if I'm Gabe Sapolsky – This is a lose-lose situation. Yeah, it is. Because you can't keep – it would be inhuman to think that, oh, well, he'll just ignore it forever. Because people are actively – if I had to wake up every day and people were actively telling me that I'm an asshole who doesn't pay my people, at a certain point, I'm going to lose my mind. Secondly, attacking a man who's attacking you is not the high road to take. (laughs) Right. You know, to, to respond with allegations of not paying the talent, that the response was, well, we pay most people, and I guess I just won't give spots to young people anymore who want the opportunity. And also, you, it was real cringy when you cried at the Holocaust, uh, you know, uh, monument or Holocaust, you know, uh, historical site. That was real cringy of you. Not a good call. Not a good play. Right. Yeah, you um, ever have to come I, back with your behavior at the Holocaust? Whatever was real cringy. That is not right. no debate class is going to award you points for that.
1: Right, <laughs> I, I believe if I remember that picture correctly, um, David was on a, a tour of a tour of Europe at that time. for him, was in Germany, uh, and I believe was in Auschwitz. Uh yes. So they, they like. So it's not like he was even. At just like a Holocaust museum, or had just watched Schindler's List for Christ's sakes. Right. He was he was at like one of the major like, like. concentration camps in the in the, that entirety of World War Two. Um, my favorite part is that I'll be honest, the most cringy part of that wasn't even that to me. It was the fact that Gabe Sapolsky kept shoot naming David Starr and that's a crime against humanity in a whole nother in a whole nother realm because do we really need to know his real name like that legitimately was, that, that was
0: a strange take like I could see the logic of like oh no this is real like you know
2: right he this was this is... shooting through his
1: character is right. What right. You know. right?
2: when you use his shoot name you're de- you're demeaning his Right. wrestling persona right david star
1: right. aka right like so kept unnecessary doing that and it's not like david hasn't said his real name on, right. the, on even on this show before that so it's not like it's not necessarily common knowledge but yeah that for some reason of all of this like uh, listen did 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 david attack yes did sapolsky reply back yes you know it, it is ultimately you know did it ultimately come around that, that Gabe said he's just gonna pay everybody now? Yes. But like I said, for some reason, of all of it, that was the thing that like was like, why are you shoot naming yo? That's like that's, that's well, true. This is, well this
2: is how I felt about it. I felt like both should have stopped airing their dirty laundry. True. In front of everyone. Hmm. I feel like David started it. So Oh, you can't be mad when he call when he comes back with something ugly. Because again, again, you did goad him. Right. So the problem is, uh, Gabe showed up to a to a intelligence fistfight, a little lacking. So he didn't come out with good comments. To come back with, you know, like oh, just poor judgment all the way around.
0: Well, and 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 to jump off of that, obviously, David's not the the only person to bring up these allegations. Like Effie had brought it up on a podcast. It's been a long time kind of thing. Right. However, again, back to the lose lose thing. There was nothing that Gabe could have said yeah. that would have made it's still social media. So. You know, Gabe could have given the greatest PowerPoint presentation on the planet Earth about how, like, promotion budgets work, and here's a list of the talent that did work for free. Here's a list of talent that worked at a reduced rate because they were under the impression that, you know, something was going to happen, blah, 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 blah. He could have given this unbelievable response. It's still social media. So at the end of the day you know, he could have given the world's greatest response and the comments still would have been like, "Well, oh, too bad you're sucking Triple H's dick. Like, that's not, <laughs> there was no winning this. There was no way out.
2: No way, comment by, is the way out.
1: Like by the way, don't
2: we, comment.
1: Can we can we isolate the second <laughs> Triple H's dick and add it to the end <laughs> to the end credits, please? Because that's fucking hysterical, right? Well, there Well
0: it'll make even yeah. less sense if we end up cutting this whole segment. So we'll say <laughs> which is all the more reason to add it to the end because
1: if we cut the segment, then at least it's that's there. People are like, What what did that happen? Um but
2: yeah, I just think you're right. From any marketing standpoint, like you don't the man doesn't win the court of public opinion right, there was right. no chance as as a part of management he was going to win any discussion of how their business runs so yeah he should have said nothing that really is obviously the smartest answer but again didn't happen and now we have a bunch of tweets that we sort of remember cuz he tried to delete them what a terrible other decision to make right by the way once it's out there son we all know it's out oh, there oh people had already screen <laughs> right? caps
1: i had three people send me the screen <laughs> like, caps i saw every single one of them nice try um, the, and you know what the other thing is though and, and uh, not in anybody's defense but the sad part is i, I almost wish in this instance then You're absolutely right. Gabe, you know, Gabe Sapolsky, if he is not paying all of his talent, which ultimately he admitted he was not, there should be some questions there because you are probably the biggest one, the biggest, if not one of the biggest independent companies in wrestling right now. And you obviously have connections to WWE. And I don't think there's any type of like hidden surprise on that one. Everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. Um, Pay your talent. But I, I want to say that to every single booker right. out there and every single promoter out there. Um, pay your fucking talent. There shouldn't be a reason why you – if you are putting on a show and you've set agreements with people for what they're owed, that you're not paying your talent what what you've agreed upon, how fucking dare you? That And that's – for every promoter, whether you're Gabe Sapolsky – or you know, Joe fucking schmo running out of you know bumfuck Idaho, you know who's running the you know the local VW you know the local you know veteran of foreign wars, you know building. Pay your talent. Well, And, true. I and
0: if I can if I can question. be if I can be the the sweaty promoter pulling at my collar real quick.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> the, I mean budgets are a thing. Sure. Right. And. Sometimes you'll, you'll have a show ready to go, and somebody shows up, and they got their gear in their bag, and they're like, hey, d- could I fit in somewhere? And at a stage like that, you might go, we really can't afford anybody else. And sometimes the talent will go, okay, just keep me in mind for next time. Or sometimes the talent will go, I want to be on this show so much, I'm willing to eat this pay. Just to be on, on the show. Now, again, that's not an everyday thing. And and much like we were talking about with, like, changing the ideas of wrestling in general, maybe that should be—maybe on the wrestler side that they should never do that. They should never be willing to go, yeah, don't pay me anything. I'm just going to be on the show. And, again, that gets into a whole fucking discussion about paying your dues and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But— it's like,
2: so hard in this, like, apprentice-still-oriented— Right, right.
0: Right, there's
1: definitely an element of that. But in the example example you just gave there, though, that talent was not planned. They asked to be on the show. You let them. The the notice was given. I don't have the money to uh, to afford you for this for this show. You know, thank you for coming out. And they said, put me on anyway. You know, I'll I'll work it just so I can get the experience. That's the agreed upon rate right there. In that instance, I'm fine. But when you're when you're bringing talent in to be just, you know, like that, that's you're trying to, you know, you're paying them an experience because that's ultimately kind of what Gabe admitted to in this instance that, hey, I'm, I'm booking these young talent to give them the experience to be uninvolved, but no, I'm not going to pay them anything. Well, you've admitted up front that you booked them with the express idea that you were going to pay them an experience. Well, experience doesn't pay a bill, doesn't put gas in the car, doesn't do anything like that. Now, if you've got a talent that approaches you on that one and you and you want to do that, I think that's a whole other thing. But if you're going out of your way to book talent for free, that's bullshit.
0: I agree. I agree with okay. that.
2: Yeah. I, I think this is one of those situations where you have to and I know that David has spoken about this on our show. You have to hold your worth. Yeah. To anyone else. Like, no one else is going to fight for you to get paid except you. So, like, there's an onus on both of them. You are right. They shouldn't book people they're not going to – like, they don't have the ability to pay. And two, don't let someone book you and not pay you. Right. And get paid the rate you ask. It's interesting
0: that you bring that up because – I happen to be discussing a similar situation with a a professional wrestler um, who I will not name, who may or may not be a member of my family's favorite wrestler. Uh, I was talking with this individual, and they voiced the exact same thing, Shelley, that, hey, there is a certain amount of onus on the talent. You have to negotiate your own deal. Yeah. So sometimes you have to know you have to make that decision is this a situation where you are so wanting to get on this particular show because of XYZ reason that you're willing to undercut yourself or do you go well I guess I should probably just not get paid because I mean I, I just, I, do I even deserve it well that's on you then right and it's okay to say um, I'm sorry but this is as low as I can go I, I I can't go any lower than that. And if the promoter says I'm I'm sorry, we can't fit you in for that price, then you go okay, that's fine, and you move on. That's okay. It's not. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be fuck them. I can't believe they wouldn't work with me. <laughs> budgets are budgets. That's it's how it unfortunately works. You know. And but as Chad pointed out, if you're crying pauper and you're evolve, that's a little bit tougher to agree with because you've got a giant backing corporation behind you now. So not to say that every show has to cost a million dollars, but uh,
2: the likelihood is you could have paid travel and expenses. Is all or something. Right.
0: Figured something yeah.
1: out.
2: So I just I just want to make sure that both both sides have a responsibility when it comes to contract contractor pay right it's up to you to make sure you negotiated your yourself correctly and it's definitely up to the promoter to make sure the funds are available at the end of the evening in a white envelope the way we all know this goes down right so like make it happen don't don't have your talent run after you that is the most embarrassing thing i have seen as a as someone who has now had to watch things backstage There's nothing more embarrassing to watch and to probably be a part of is this uh, hunt for the white envelope and who has it and who's given it to me. Like, nothing's more embarrassing. If you're a promoter, pay your guys. You know when it's due, the end of the show. So don't front, Don't pretend like you don't have it. Uh, I got to get change. Whatever it is, make it happen. I know you have to pay these guys. Like it's right. it's not like this isn't a a game show. It's not like oh you might win. You're paying right. for it tonight. Everyone knows what's happening. And if you're a talent, don't make dumb decisions. Talk to older wrestlers. Find out what a reasonable amount is. Don't take a part of the door. Whatever it is, learn your learn your craft and how you're going to get paid in it. I'm sorry if they're not going to teach you in wrestling school that. Go out and learn a thing or two. Right. Like. It's your job. Don't treat it like a hobby, and don't treat it like, like it's not important because you. Or that they're doing you a favor by booking you. Exactly, you're asking you're asking a promoter to take advantage of you. So, don't be surprised when it happens. Because hey, not all promoters are great human beings. Okay, like, business is business. Sometimes, there's no there's no love in capitalism. So, right. sorry.
0: Well, a couple we of things here. Number know. one, we will be selling tickets to the Shelly Allen Wrestling Seminar here shortly. Those will, yeah. those tickets will be available on Eventbrite. Um, <laughs> of course, the seminar is entitled "Everything You're Fucking Up." Um, <laughs> Did you second know? Last, second of up. all, it yeah. wouldn't be a Wrestling Nerds Radio Network uh, show if there wasn't a little taste of communism at the end. So, a big shout out to that. I appreciate that. Uh, that there is no love in capitalism. Yeah. Um, yes. So, and so, so, so uh, yeah. yeah. No, I think that I think you're running the money, though. I, I think it. We've kind of ultimately. I think this all ties up, much like we started the show with. That in wrestling, especially if you play any sort of part in it, 2020 is the year to be better. Be, yeah. Wrestling needs to be better, and that's not just in ring stuff. That's the culture behind it. That's behind the scenes.
1: 2020 in wrestling needs to be better, and the funny part is, 2020 so far, 2019 into 2020 for in-ring talent in wrestling has been the best I think in the many many years I've been a wrestling fan oh, that I think oh I've ever seen. It's it's a lot of years. It's heading on 40, um, and, and scary enough within itself. Um, but oh. I am. But um, the, the the in-ring talent is there. Now let's let's start. Cleaning up the bullshit that goes on in the back and try to make this better. So I, li- I like that. I like that phrase better.
0: Twenty twenty. Let's clean up the bullshit.
1: Yeah, what? exactly. What hashtag? Why is that not on a shirt? Uh-huh. So, i By the way, buy my "Why is that not on a shirt?"
0: T-shirt. That's and it's true. Yes, <laughs> that is available on FullyGimmick, <laughs> and right now uh, on our way to WrestleMania week, we are doing a sale right now on FullyGimmick.com uh, that is all about. Uh, official fully gimmicked shirts, as in some of the weird brand new designs that Luna's come up with, as well as anything Punk Pro related. All of those shirts are now on sale right now. So feel free to support the brands, and uh, I will. I guess we'll see everybody in WrestleMania week.
2: Exactly. Woo!
1: Yeah. So much wrestling. So, so much. wait, so much wrestling. <laughs> so I'm even. Much. I'm even going to be sick of it by the time this week's over. I think, but. Oh my god. But uh, yep, and for us, follow us uh, on all social media at IndyCast, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T, if you are listening to us the first time and didn't look at your phone and figure out how we spelled it. Whoa, also, right. uh, follow at uh, The W-N-R-N, the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network official Twitter page is there for you. Follow uh, Team Hammerfest, uh, follow Zachary Cooper, um, yeah. follow Punk Pro on all social media, follow Fully Gimmicked on all social media um like subscribe tell a friend and go
0: uh us. i would say go download the new uh the newest uh punk pro show 13 down and drive it just dropped on uh punkprowrestling.pivotshare.com and you can go rent it or buy it and it was a really wonderful and weird show
2: uh, yes we will be watching it soon, yes. so I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, since we again. were sick, we'll this weekend we'll definitely be sit down and get caught up on yeah. Punk Pro. Because uh, I know I was sad to miss John Davis and uh, Troy Hollywood in person. Um, yeah, that was
2: uh, sad to miss those gentlemen in person Yeah, well. Well, I, know well, I
0: mean, hey-o, um, there, there hey there are oh. some promo photos that I'll have to send Shelly. But nevertheless, so... <laughs> With all that being said, as always, and I think in 2020, we're going to have to update our nicknames, because especially after the conversation we've just had, I don't love my nickname right now. So I'm just going to go with, I'm Zach Romero.
1: Uh, I'm Chad Allen. I'm Shelly Allen. And until next time, everybody, we always say, do see well I hope i don't poop today oh god i just shove it in my face
0: i'm ready to greet the day you what fucker fuck?
1: every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass meryl street we, we are we're touching wieners touching wieners
0: professionally
2: rick flair said fuck a six-pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy what i am
0: is a big queer stone cold steve austin
2: mom save vagina
0: <laughs>